Welcome to the TNT EdTech Podcast. We know tech. We are your hosts. I'm Scott the teacher. And I'm Matthew the tech coach. Welcome all our friends to this episode of TNT EdTech Podcast. Your host Matthew Ketchum with Scott Noons. We are super excited to have the guru of sketch noting with us. Sylvia Duckworth. She's the author of two books, Sketch Notes for Educators, and her newest book is How to Sketch Note, a step-by-step manual for teachers and students, visual note-taking made easy. She's a retired teacher teaching French for 32 years, coming to us all the way up north from Toronto, Canada. Welcome, Sylvia. Thanks for having me, guys. I'm delighted to be here. Thank you so much. And by the way, you're one of our first international guests and our first from Canada. So no thank way. you so much. Yes. Oh, how long have you guys been doing the podcast? Um, in February, it'll be one year. So oh, we're kind of yeah. newbies. We're, oh, we're yeah. on the newer end of the spectrum, but uh, full of heart, as lo- I'd say. <laughs> lo- lo- lots of great Canadian educators. Uh, hopefully I won't be the last you invite on your show. Oh, certainly not. Uh, Canadian educators are where it's at. We have a bunch of friends. So uh, some you would know would be Jennifer Cassis Todd. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about uh, Jennifer Giffen. And mm-hmm. do you know Mike Washburn? He has the On Education podcast. No. No, don't know him. He's but another I def- very but I know I know the first two Jens you mentioned and Kim Polishuk, who's Jen Giffen's partner in her podcast in their podcasts. I know them really well. They're two of my of my best friends actually. We're all from Toronto. Oh nice. Yeah. And, they, uh, yeah, Jen Katz and Todd too. We're all from the Toronto area. So we see each other on a regular basis as a small world. So we'll have to get out there for one of those amazing Canadian conferences. I know a bunch are held in Toronto. So that's great. You're getting some great PD out there and I'm sure you're presenting at those. Uh, I don't actually know of any conferences in Toronto. Um, as of late, there's, uh, there used to be an EdTech team conference that would be held in Kitchener every year. Um, but I can't think of anything happening in Toronto as of late, which is weird. You would think a city as big as Toronto would have a lot of Right. At conferences, but you know what? There probably are, but because I've been re- retired for the past two years, I'm just kind of out of the loop. So there probably are, there's probably a lot going on. I'm just not aware of it right now. Yeah. So speaking of retirement, um, how's that treating you right now? Oh, I'm loving it. It's, uh, I'm in my third year of retirement. I never thought I'd be enjoying retirement as much as I am. I'm doing a lot of sketch noting workshops all around the world. So this year it's been really busy. I've been to Costa Rica and St. Martin in the Caribbean. I've been to Jordan in the Middle East and South Africa. And I've been to China and um, Moscow and Vietnam and Singapore and New Zealand. It's been crazy. So I was on a, um, on a world tour this year, and I'm looking forward to doing some more of that next year. And that's not something I'd, I've been able to do teaching full-time, of course. So retirement has been fantastic. Yeah, those world tours, that's where it's at. I saw some great deals through Travel Zoo 
on those, but because I'm in the classroom, I can't go on any of those. Um, some were quite long. One was actually a whole year, and it wasn't that bad. Well, in in my opinion, knowing some of the travel costs, it was a little over ten grand. I want to say. Um, for like the basic lodging options, I thought, wow, if you could really take the time off, this is amazing. Oh yeah. No, I'm not doing any kind of organized tour like that. Um, this is my own, um, sketch noting tour thing that I've set up different workshops in different countries and, and, um, found host schools to, um, to host these workshops. And then I sell tickets and, and then some schools just decide they want to hire me to come and do full day training either for their teachers or for the students. In China, I was actually doing some training for some of the parents at the school I was at. So um, it's been <clears throat> it's been a great a great year. Wow, it sounds like it. What a great use of your time and way to you know, kind of have the best of both worlds, like you know, career and pleasure. Oh, exactly. And a great way to see the world, too. I mean, I love to travel. So if I can combine that with doing some sketch noting um, and meeting some fabulous educators internationally, then, yeah, I have no complaints. It's been fantastic. So talking about Spring Q coming up in mm -hmm. March, what can people expect at your sessions and talks? Well, I have two sessions um which is one the first one is called intro to sketchnoting so that's where i'm going to explain the rationale behind sketchnoting and how to set up a doodling culture in your classroom and we'll scaffold um, sketchnoting skills with fun doodling challenges um, so even the most reluctant artists will walk away being able to draw a few key icons by the time they leave that session. And then the second session is sketchnoting deep dive, where we'll be looking at other elements of sketchnoting, such as how to set up a sketchnote, how to draw different fonts and action figures and faces and containers and banners and how to sketchnote in live time. I'm also going to be helping out with the sketchnote garden, which is going to be a lot of fun. That's where we have some dry erase boards set up outside and I'll have a fun collaborative activity planned. So I'm hoping to see some of you there. And then I was recently talking to John Corpo and he asked me to do something else. Let me just see if I can find the email so I can make sure the listeners are aware of that as well. Oh, it's called the Spring Q Speak Easy. Oh, um, that's going to be one people aren't going to want to miss yeah so do you know about that or do you want me to jump in and kind of share what those could, are like could you please because i'm new to this i don't think there was there a speakeasy at the fall queue no oh, uh, that's yeah. something that's reserved for the spring queues and so this is a really intimate session and so our listeners and participants of spring queue are gonna want to uh be aware of these and really try and get in. And so that's where you take a keynote worthy uh, presenter like yourself, somebody mm -hmm. that's been doing big things in the field of education and you get uh, almost like a one-on-one -on -one session with them. It's about 15 people mm -hmm. or so uh, in that session. And so it's very intimate. So uh, how, do, how do people sign up for that? And so, 
Um, you have to be on the lookout, sign up early. There are also giveaways. And so mm. some are by invitation only, uh, some are given away. Uh, Matthew, I'm going to have you jump in because you got one as well this last uh, spring queue. I want you to talk about that one. Yeah, the speakeasy was a really fantastic experience. I think you had at that time be a, have a paid membership and it was like a raffle. I think I was chosen uh, for a speakeasy uh, last year and it was with Ask Miss Q and she's um, really into design thinking, AR, VR. Uh, she's with Apple uh, Education and the speakeasy was really nice because it was an intimate setting. There was about maybe 15 of us and we were in like this conference room and you got to, it's like a really personal session with that author. And we got to each have a iPad um, that was there for us to use in the session. And we were doing AR, VR with different apps on the iPad for education. Some of them were, you can even record a video of your, in the AR, which is pretty cool. Another one was very scientific with uh, different dissections of animals and the different parts, uh, which I thought was really interesting. But that AR, the augmented reality, I mean, all that stuff is right there in your environments. Uh, so it's really engaging, interactive, and you're definitely having these learning memorable moments with those tools. Um, I do remember beverages and there was some cookies and snacks there as well. Uh, but I believe um, Q for the upcoming spring Q has a level up opportunity for about 20 bucks. And that's going to include uh, being able to choose a speakeasy session uh, that you can do. Yeah, that's the note I got from John. So it says up to 16 people in a swanky boardroom. Yes. We, we will even have refreshments. Yeah, and then he says the audience, the attendees will be made up of Q members who have selected a level up option. So, oh, so you're, you're dead right, Matthew. So it'll be for those that... Um, leveled up or paid a little bit more, but it's well worth it, right? Okay. If somebody really wants sketch noting, yeah, I, I would pay that much, especially after um, experiencing your work online and getting into your book a little bit. I need to get your first one. Uh, I'll admit I don't own that one yet, so, oh, well, I, so the, I need to. Well, let me tell you, the first one is just a collection of. 100 of my most popular sketch notes. So it's not a how to. It's just like here are a bunch of sketch notes that are related to education that you can draw inspiration from. You can print them out as posters because there's a URL um, to, to the graphic that you can print out and put in your presentations or your side decks or your classes, you know, your, your lessons. So that's what the first book is all about. And so how did you pivot um, in the sketch noting in your career, yes, it's kind of um, it's weird how it happened. I would just actually start to notice, I guess, about six years ago, maybe more, maybe seven years ago, all these beautiful drawings on social media related to education. And I found out they were called sketch notes. This is when there's just a few people doing these um, 
and, and sharing them on social media. So I thought I'd give it a try. And so I reached out to a couple of people, a couple of educators who ended up being my mentors, Karen Bosch um, and Sylvia Tolisano, who were doing a lot of sketch noting um, back then. And so I asked them, like, how do you do it? And what resources have been using? Um, what apps do you recommend? What styluses do you recommend? Because they were doing it on their iPad. I want to learn how to draw on my iPad. And so um, I just uh, tried it out and grew to love it and practiced and practiced and then created a bunch of sketch notes, put them on social media, and things kind of took off from there. I think how I first came to know you, Sylvia, was through... Um, a sketch no info type graphic uh, for 10 reasons to play breakout edu uh, that's where i first kind of heard your name um, and that idea of this whole sketch noting uh, to really have informative information taking notes uh, using uh, art and drawing and sketch noting mm -hmm. yeah i did um it's funny that you know how into everyone was into infographics a few years right. ago. Right. So Myself included. Yeah. So this is kind of like the hand-drawn version of infographics. It catches everyone's attention because it's hand-drawn and because it doesn't look like it, it's digitalized, which is kind of ironic, isn't it? Um, that that's what's drawing our attention now. It's kind of like a move away from screen time almost, isn't it? Because now as educators and as parents, we're almost looking for opportunities to get our kids away from screen time. And it's awful <laughs> for me to be saying this on an ed tech podcast, but let's let's be truthful here. I mean, we all know that um, the dangers of uh, overexposure to screens, with, uh, with especially with young children. And so sketchnoting, I think, has really captured the imaginations of people who kind of want to um, think back on their childhood when they used to love to draw and how handmade drawings now is what's catching people's attention. It's kind of ironic how it's kind of gone back to that, I find. No, it, it's really interesting how things like that can be a little cyclical or, you know, we'll get uh, a bunch of one thing and then we start to crave another thing. And yeah. It makes me think of the makerspace movement. Absolutely, well. absolutely. You know, in my workshops, um, while I draw on the iPad, that's my preferred uh, means of drawing, but I make it clear in the workshops that um, analog sketchnoting is also something that um, people love to do. And so at every workshop, including the Q workshops, I'll be having There'll be markers, like bright colors, Crayola markers, and, and just 8 by 11 um, white pieces of paper that people can draw on if they choose to do that instead of doing it digitally. So I'm actually, I try to stay away from any instruction on showing people how to use an app because so people will come to the session using all different kinds of apps, right, <laughs> for drawing. And I don't really, in an hour, in a little over an hour, I don't have time to talk about how to use apps in my session. I really want to get down to the nitty gritty of how do you sketch note? Let's learn some basic drawing techniques. And so I actually encourage people to just use pen and paper, markers and paper that I supply at the workshops. Because then you don't have this learning curve of how do you use this drawing app. 
And um, we do some collaborative activities as well, where we will start off with a drawing and then we'll pass the drawing to someone sitting next to us. We have a lot of fun with that in my first session. So that's something that can really only be done with uh, with pen and paper. So it is, we're, it's an ed tech conference, but we're sort of doing a an, an anti-tech thing in my workshops. <laughs> hey, that's okay. It all ties in and hey, you can always scan it in and do what I do and, um, make it into a 3d print absolutely and then people will come all ready to draw like they've already been using a drawing app and they don't have to spend a lot of time learning how to use it during the session and they might choose to do the sessions on an ipad or on a touchscreen chromebook and that's perfectly fine too but it's not my sessions are not sessions on here is how you use this particular app on an ipad that's not going to happen that's really good to know. And I think there's a large shift in education right now, particularly in ed tech, uh, where there's more of a focus, not so much on specific tools. Yes, we'll talk about specific tools, but it's more of an emphasis on a pedagogical mm -hmm. approach. Yeah, totally. You're because right. those tools will shift, they'll change, they'll morph. Um, I've seen that. I've been using the Adobe Creative Suite since... I was about 14, 15, whenever Photoshop like first came out, like the first Photoshop, um, I, I got sucked into that. And uh, wow, it has gone through so many changes. Mm -hmm. um, and wow, uh, it's crazy. Like I was just sticking with an older version for a while because uh, I didn't want the new changes. I thought, yeah. hey, I've mastered this one and now the menus are over here and I can't find this one. I don't it's know so how to true. do my little punch out design. So uh, that kind of stuff changes all the time. But it's you have so just these tried and true analog tools too. Those really aren't going to change. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so speaking of things not not changing, uh, what is like one workflow or productivity pro tip you might have? Like, you know, what's something that's not really going to change that's going to help people accelerate um, their learning or use of sketchnoting? You mean digitally? Uh, either digitally edit? or... Um, you know, via analog, you know, old school, like what, what are some like quick tips and tricks you could share on air? Um, I would say probably number one tip or trick is just to practice. Cause, um, so here's the thing. A lot of people think you need to be a natural artist to sketch notice. Actually not true. I stopped drawing when I was 10 years old. I decided I wasn't very good at it. And I, didn't take it up until about six or seven years ago. I didn't, you know, I stopped drawing for about 40 years. Um, and, uh, but what what made me better at sketchnoting was just practicing. So I would research, I'd go online and look at icons that I could practice drawing and I would just practice them over and over again. And then I'd go online and I'd look at different fonts that I could practice drawing in different banners and different containers. And, and so when you practice like that, that you get good at it. It's no surprise. It's just like anything else. Um, but you sort of, the thing about sketchnoting is it's kind of, 
you kind of have to boil it down to what um, icon can I use to represent this certain idea? Like for instance, if if I was to if I was listening to a keynote speaker and I'm doing a live sketch note with a keynote speaker and the keynote speaker says something like um, technology uses the word technology then I have to think how can I represent that word technology really quickly with an icon and so I would draw a computer and so I use a computer um, in so many of my sketch notes but it can it might represent something different in each sketch note so it could represent technology it could represent um, communication, it could represent um, media, right? It could represent um, homework or lesson planning. It could represent all kinds of things. Anything I do on a computer, I can represent by drawing a computer. And so what what tends to happen as you build your experience with sketchnoting is you tend to grow this vocabulary or this dictionary of icons that you can refer to quickly um, to represent many different things in your sketch notes. And that's the most challenging thing as a beginner sketch noter is to build this vocabulary of icons that I can use in my sketch notes. And that comes with practice. I recently took a class on sketch noting. It was my first time doing sketch noting with our local office of education here in our county. And I was really surprised that just with a couple different basic shapes and lines, there were so many different objects that you could draw. So not being a necessarily an artist or cartoonist, um, the class really showed me the power of just a couple different lines and shapes that you can make so many objects. And that was really neat for me to see that, uh, to know that you can really create a lot of things with those basic shapes. Uh, as you're sketch noting and taking notes and interpreting what you're learning uh, in this artistic uh, note-taking way. Exactly. Yeah, it, it is an eye-opener for a lot of people. Oh, that is great. I, I like how practical it is, and I like how you expanded on mm -hmm. the practice. And the practice is so purposeful. It's not just practicing to practice, but practicing with a specific goal in mind to get mm -hmm. better at this. I don't know if it's the proper term, but like iconography, or I think you called it your sketch. What did you, what uh, would you label it? Yeah. Iconography is a good one. Um, I would label it just icons. Icons are visual icons to represent different things. And, um, you know, you've heard of the NAM project, right? Right. Yeah, so I've actually developed my own icon, sketchnote icon database, which is uh, accessible uh, for people who have bought my book. It's in one of the chapters where you could actually, like, if you want to know how would I draw creativity, you can type in the word creativity and um, into a Google spreadsheet, actually. And then this icon will pop up, this hand-drawn icon is, here's an idea of how you can draw creativity. So I kind of took that idea from the NAN project, but it's for hand-drawn icons instead of digitalized icons. And that's something that people have told me has been a really extremely useful resource when they start off their sketchnoting journey because, um, you know, they don't know how to draw these things. And it's, 
it's it's harder than it looks like. And there's one slide I have in, in my first slide deck is, so here's the difference between a sketch and here is a sketch note. So I have two images. I have uh, an image of a sheep that is sketched and, to, and right next to it is a sheep in an icon sketch and they look completely different. So the, the rule of thumb is you don't wanna spend more than 20 seconds drawing anything, an icon in sketch noting. So if, you, if it turns out you're sketching something, you've got the wrong technique. You actually wanna like just capture the very minimal essence of whatever it is you're trying to draw and it should take you no more than 20 seconds. And again, that's something that comes with experience, sketchnoting, comes from practicing, it comes from looking at my icon database, and from looking at any resources online that have to do with sketchnoting. If you're, if you're looking online, go to Google and look for sketchnoting icons, sketchnoting banners, sketchnoting containers and frames, and you'll get lots of ideas there. No, that's great, and as we close, What's an additional piece of advice that you would like to leave our audience with, especially those that may be newer to sketch noting, mm -hmm. and this might be new. I've known about it for a little while, but I know people are still just learning about this. Mm -hmm. Well, you really just have to give it a try. And I think um, if you're looking for inspiration, actually, do you, do you know Adam? Yes, I do, out of Fresno, right? Yeah, that's right. That, he, that area. Yeah, so let me just find his Twitter handle. I'm going to quickly go to my tweet deck because he is encouraging sketchnoting in all of his grades. So he's an ed tech coach at a school from grade 7 to grade 12. And he has this phenomenal um, And he'll be Google there, by the site. way, at, at Q. Okay, yeah, he's messaged me that he's going to be there, but I used his, um, his resource, which is phenomenal. I'm just looking for him now. Okay, so on Twitter, he's, so I'm going to spell that out, at T-E-C-H-C-O-A-C-H-J-U-A-R-E-Z. And if you go to his Twitter handle, and then you go ahead and click on his uh, website, that takes you to his page and I'm hoping that the link that I want is on this page because what he's done is he has collected all the students sketch notes from grade 7 to grade 12 and he has put them in a Google site and he's divided them into like grade 7, grade 8, or sorry you guys say 7th grade, 8th grade, ninth grade, 10th mm -hmm. grade, 11th grade, 12th grade and then he subdivided them into all different categories like math, social, social studies, English, whatever you guys, the other topics you have down there. And so teachers who want to see what student sketch notes look like or students who want to get inspired by, um, you know, how can I sketch note in history class or how can I sketch note in science class? So um, I actually am having a hard time finding that link here. Let's just If you see find here. it, we can um, include it in the show notes. Yeah, that's a great idea. Anyway, I use this um, in all of my presentations. I make sure that teachers take a look at that because it's super, nice. super And inspiring. he has a great, he and his wife, Catherine Goyette, uh, have a great chat. Uh, it's a hashtag CV Tech Talk. Okay. And uh, that's a really good one. 
and I want to say I'm going to mess it up, but I think it's Wednesdays at seven. I'll have mm-hmm. to double check. I'll have that in the show notes. Yeah, perfect. And I will definitely find the link to that Google site I was telling you about and um, make sure that goes in your your uh, show notes as well. Okay. Well, thank you so much. Um, any questions for us? Any questions for you with regards to the conference or? To the conference or oh. the podcast? Uh, let's see. So um, what party can I not miss at the conference? That's what I need to know. Uh, I have one for you. Uh, <laughs> you have to go to the EdTech Karaoke Saturday night. No way. I love So karaoke. when the conference is done, you will hear some of the best singing ever. I kid you not. There is a rep from Matter Hackers. Her name's Mara. She is phenomenal. And you may know Sarah Thomas. She's not coming this year, but she's great too. I am uh, Sarah Thomas. Yeah. Everybody she, knows Sarah. Sarah she, she's, she's great. She's a singer? Yes. You yeah, have to ask uh, her about it. And she's a DJ too. So uh, I knew her DJ, but I didn't know she was a singer too. Is she yes. a rapper? Does she rap too? Um, yeah, um, if you consider TLC rap, there, there's a rapping part in um, TLC's Waterfalls, and she didn't miss a beat. Wow. Uh, talk about talent. Wow. I was just uh, blown away. Uh, she, she plays it off. Uh, she's quite talented. I'm highly impressed with Sarah. Um, I'm sorry she won't be there. Yeah. Um, now, but, do, you, do you go to ISTE? Um, Yes, so and I'll the, be there as well. So their karaoke is pretty phenomenal too, eh? I missed it this year. So here's what happened. I was supposed to be there, and I had to tell her, oh, no, I couldn't go. Um, I had an issue with my flight, and it also fell on my son's birthday. So uh, that that was part of it. I was going to sure. go early. But then uh, I was waiting for my flight, and it – uh, got delayed, which meant my connection uh, was going to be missed. It got delayed oh. significantly. There was uh, snow in Denver in the middle of winter uh, or uh, summer, summer. Sorry, wrong season. <laughs> and so um, I had to scramble. So for about four hours, I was going to different airlines. No. I was on the phone talking to people in person, going to the different booths and trying to catch a flight. Uh, Finally, I found one. I had to use up all my miles, uh, which I was saving up for a nice Hawaiian vacation for my family Uh, to get to Issy. And I questioned, hey, is it worth it? But I was already all in and I decided, hey, you know, uh, I'm all in. I'm committed. I'm going. And I'm so glad I did. It was so enriching and fulfilling. But how did you miss the karaoke? Uh, well, because of the whole flight debacle, because it put me so much later uh, oh. than intended. Oh, I see. Okay, yeah. I forgot. So it yeah. happened at the beginning, eh? I didn't. I forgot. Yeah, when the sorry, I, I I got lost in my own conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My own storytelling. Well, thank you for for telling me about the karaoke at at Spring Q. I really yes. look forward to that. Even if you don't partake. Uh, it, it's fun. No, and I'll go and watch. I know there's some really talented teachers. Yeah. 
And then I, I'm pretty sure somebody's going to invite you to one of the vendor dinners. Um, make sure to go to those. Those those are a blast too. Oh yeah, no, I always laugh at ISTE. It's like there's uh, pretty well some event going on every evening. You really don't have to buy any meal or any drink right. for that matter. It's awesome. Yes, so definitely take advantage of that. And the real challenge will be is just finding you know the best one so flipgrid is having something you have to go to that one. Oh yeah their parties are always amazing okay, yes so you up. must do flipgrid um but do i, I need an invite like do you need to buy tickets to these things you don't need to buy tickets you do need an invite but uh, it's going to be on social media and i'm sure they'll personally invite you even if they're sold out or something for you, they're going to make room. Well, I'll, I'll see if I can pull some <laughs> strings. I know a few people who work at Flipgrid. Right. Uh, yeah. If you know Ann Cosma or yeah. uh, George or Adam, uh, Parker Goldberg, they're going to yeah, get yeah, you yeah. in. Yeah, I know all of them. Okay, I know what I'm doing as soon as we finish this, this podcast. <laughs> I'm going to be right. emailing those guys. And uh, just a heads up. We're setting a tentative goal for the release of these episodes, this series, for about January 20th. We're going to do something different. We're going to take uh, some of the Q&A portion mm -hmm. and make like a little teaser uh, about three to five minutes somewhere in there and <laughs> re release, release that and then have a link to the full episode uh, that people can listen to. That way, if they're just scrolling for sessions, they can kind of hear all the the major speakers like yourself, all the mm -hmm. keynotes, mm -hmm. and then decide which, <clears throat> pardon me, which sessions they'll go to or which keynotes. Mm -hmm. But then if they actually want to learn a little bit more and get in depth and get a better feel for you, then they'll listen to the full episode. And so mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure most of our regular listeners will, will go all in. We have a pretty... Um, you know, faithful following most of our listeners or not even a majority, but the largest group, about 46% are from California. Um, and then it's kind of split up around the US. We have a lot of East Coast listeners as well. And then 3% of our total listenership is actually from Canada. So that's cool. Oh, so, neat. yeah, they're our like largest international presence. So fantastic. Listen, I yeah. just put in the chat. Um, that link to Adam's website. Oh, thank you so much. Sylvia, where can our fellow TNT at Tech Podcast listeners follow you out there on the interwebs and the Twitters? Okay, well, uh, thankfully there are not too many Sylvia Duckworths on social media. So I'm at Sylvia Duckworth on Twitter and on Instagram. And then my website is sylviaduckworth.com. Thank you so much, Sylvia, for joining us on this uh, featured speaker series episode for the upcoming Spring Q. My pleasure, Matthew and Scott. Thanks so much for having me. I look forward to seeing you at Spring Q. The TNT EdTech Podcast is really excited to present featured speakers coming to you for Spring Q 2020. This is a national conference that's coming up March 19th through March 21st, 2020. This is three days coming to the epicenter of educational excellence and innovation. We want you at Spring Q. 
Head on over to Q.org to find out about Spring Q 2020, March 19th through March 21st. Definitely check out the full episode showcasing the featured speaker on the TNT EdTech podcast. Each episode coming out weekly until the Spring Q conference in March. You can follow us at TNTEdTech.com, your favorite podcast player of choice, or on the Twitters at TNT EdTech. TNT EdTech Podcast, we're powered by Q.